This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Having returned little Pimpim to his rightful throne, our heroes are moving onwards to defeat the Black Spider and save Gundren's dwarf brothers. Will they be able to find the Wave Echo Caverns? Will they find a new friend along the way? Will Quinny immediately piss off a new guest once again? Find up next on Dum Dums and Dragons. So uh, you all feel very well rested after uh, your evening at uh, Cragmaw Castle, now a new home of uh, King Little Pim Pim. And in fact, you feel so well rested that all of you can level up to level four. Sweet. Your adventures have taught you much and you feel you're beginning to come into your true potential. All it took was one good adventure with an orc warlord. So you set out uh, early in the morning. The flaming forest has now come down to a dull blaze. It seems like uh, overnight the flames were gently quenched by uh, the climate. Possible (laughs) R.I.P. our mule. (laughs) We'll find out, I guess. So, uh, well, let's see. Nope, your mule's good. Yes. I was kind of worried about all our shit attached to the mule. <laughs> I burned most of mine in a fire, so we're, it's not important. <laughs> Plus, that, that that's a rental mule, so I mean... No, really... no, we bought this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah purchased it's mule. Like my quarterstaff's on that guy. We should name <laughs> this mule. Burn up. We've... All right, question one. What are we naming the mule? I think it survived a forest fire. I go with flamer. <laughs> let's, try, let's try and top flamer. Let's try and top that. Uh, great idea. I bet we can beat it. Oh, do you know Hot what? Hot ass. <laughs> and who are you, my friend? I'm hear a, a voice inside your head. Uh, <laughs> okay, hot good. ass. I'm your conscience. Hot <laughs> ass. All right, so I'm going to do a quick prayer to see if this conscience is real. I think it's the goddess Moonhammer. Guys, it should be named Hot Ass. Yeah, fine. All right. Fuck it. Amazing. All right. To the road, hot ass. Gundren, who is, uh, is still pretty fucked up, having been, you know beaten up and tortured a bunch, uh, seems a little uh, put off that you're not rushing to save his brethren, but instead debating the name of a mule, but he uh, he gets over it. Uh, I and pick his up boots the, are so nice. I pick oh, up the nice injured boots. Gundren, and I'm like, this will be better for you, and I just put him on hot ass, and I let him like ride, like I make him a hammock, because I had one built for the dog. He can probably just you ride, know what? ride. He, uh, he? He's critically excited about that. <laughs> uh, it seems, uh, you know, the table hammock combo is a real comfortable way to ride a mule. I have um, no idea what that looks like. Oh, well, basically, you got a mule. Check our Patreon. <laughs> no, you got a mule. This makes sense. Yeah. Listen, I built it, so I listen, Alan, let me explain how this works. So mules are surprisingly sturdy. A lot of people don't think they have flat spines, but ours does. Hot ass has got a real great body. <laughs> this is time for deviant art to kick in. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you, you lay a table, like, lengthwise. It's a wide table. So the four table legs actually go down on the outside of each of hot ass's legs, sort okay. of like armor from the side, which makes a nice flat back, where I've stacked some of my rope and climbing kits and some pieces from our tents, which we got because I bought us tents because I'm a nice guy. There's a hammock between those two stacks, and then I sat Gundren in the middle of it because he's hurt, and I want him to feel better. So now he just gets to swing in this hammock. And he critically feels better. Yeah, he he feels so much better. Is he injured? Should I like... 
Like, how injured is he? Because I can use a spell. Uh, I believe you did last session. Did oh, you? great. Yeah, he's probably Yeah, you healed him up. Yep. You're so, fine, Gundren. Stop being so grumpy. <laughs> My boots are nice. Judging from the uh, the condition of Gundren, you feel like he's probably not up for adventuring. So do you want to send him back to town or do you want to bring him with you? I think he and Seldar should probably meet up and, and discuss how to proceed. All right. So I look at hot ass and Gundren's up in the, in the hammock and we're on the road. So I just point hot ass towards town and I say, to town, hot ass. And I smack him on the ass and just send him into the distance. And, <laughs> and hot have- ass says... Mule snarf. <laughs> and I have absolute faith that he will get to town. I don't even, I like turn around and just start walking away. I'm not worried about it. Do we even know where we're going? Yeah, yeah. We've we, yeah, we uh, seen maps. Gunner yeah, told us. Yeah, oh, Gunner's like, oh, giving you, you uh, back to town. Like, all right, all right. As, uh, as the mule carries him off, he yells back, please, please save my brothers if you can. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear you. You're too far away. <laughs> Damn, fuck, god damn. Uh, he says off into the distance. So um, from the uh, the map you drew, you, you realize that you can get from uh, Lil' Pim Pim's fortress, you can, uh, Craig Ma Keep, you can make it to uh, the Wave Echo Cave uh, probably in the span of one day. It won't take you that long. So you head out in that direction. Looking forward to sleeping under the trees since you just sent our mule carrying our tents uh, back to town. Listen, it's important <laughs> for Gundren to be comfortable. With look, three tents. Yeah, if boots look that good, they're probably not very functional. One tent for Gundren, and then one tent for each boot. One tent for hot ass. Why do you got to be so cruel? And they've got a table to have meetings at. Oh, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to miss that table. <laughs> I wish I just strapped that table to my back and kept walking. Guys, so, when we have uh, meetings, can we pretend there's a table? No, you I'm mean, not like, humoring you in this. Yeah. No. No. Okay, so I'm going to mime a table. To be fair, they have been humoring you in quite a few things. <laughs> yeah. I think this one be Starting to draw the line. Do yeah. regardless, this is your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you start heading towards the Wave Echo Cave, which is located not too far, actually, from Phandalin, uh, which makes sense since the town was originally set up as a mining town to support the mine back in the day. And the entrance that the Rockseeker brothers found is, uh, it looks like it's sort of a small cleft in the rock. It looks like it wasn't the original entrance, but rather sort of a... Uh, you know, in their excavations, they managed to find sort of a side, a side route in. Okay. So you arrive there uh, without difficulty. You are at the entrance of the cave. It's been a long day of travel. What do you do? I'd say as a thief, I'm inclined to, you know, use darkness to our advantage. Yeah, I'm like, let's mm-hmm. wait until like midnight or something and then make our, make way our in move. There. Great. You kind of take up positions in and around the, the entrance to the uh, the cavern and you're, uh, you know, you're waiting for midnight. You keep an eye out. Uh, obviously, you're keeping watch. What's the watch order you want to keep? I would say Quinny and I might both actually be watching because he's good at spawning sneaky people, but I got like pretty sick perception. Like I'm used to late night watches as a mercenary guy. So in fact, do you want to kind of stay with uh, Alan while she masters some spells in her book and stuff like that and like watch our sort of designated area? And can I kind of check things out a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah, cool. So we'll, we'll, Alan will read a book, I'll be watching the road, and we'll let Quinny do like yeah. a rough scout of the area. Yeah, I'd like to uh, kind of check the area out and see if there's anything noteworthy that I... Can you roll me a uh, perception check, please? Sure. Oh, All and right. I'm going to send Goblin Jr. off to back up Quinny in case he runs into trouble. So, total of nine. Nine? Okay. Real casual walkabout. Real casual walkabout. <laughs> uh, so, it doesn't look like there's been a whole lot of traffic too recently, but you can see that the grass and stuff around the entrance has been tamped down a bit. Okay. Seems like uh, not that long ago, probably a lot of things uh, came through this way, but it seems like there hasn't been a lot of traffic in and out. Okay. So from that, I suppose I can deduce that a lot has kind of come in, but nothing is coming out? Yes. Okay. Looks about right. Okay. Uh, Alan, you are reading up on your spells. Uh, you're learning yep. things uh, when all of a sudden you feel a hand on your shoulder and you turn what? to see Hello? an elf... Oh shit, even with crouching. Oh man, he snuck uh, up on you. Close behind you. You recognize that he's wearing the colors of uh, the Temple of Ogma that you recently departed from. He looks you dead in the eye and says, Where the fuck do you think you're going? <laughs> I immediately misty step away. <laughs> so I'm like a, I'm like a 20 feet away from you now. Where'd you go? <laughs> just, who, who, who? Who? What? Hello? Who are you? What are you doing here? What? I'm a ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Butthole, Quinny, you guys want to get over here? I stopped teaching Goblin Jr. a trick where I was standing with Quinny and go over to see what the hell's going on. I'm making my way back to camp then. I'm a protector of the blank page, and I've come to take you back. I'm going to say no. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nope. I left and I'm not going back. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Butthole Farch, Cleric of Moonhammer. I want to clear some shit up here. Uh, what's what's your name, new, new friend? I'm a ranger. Hello, a ranger. All right. So, wait. Uh, no, I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> I'm just going to keep rolling with it. I stride into like the middle of the 20 feet, like I'm 10 feet yeah. from each party, and I'm like, nice to meet you. Uh, you're here to take Alan away? Yes. Alan, you don't want to go? Nope. All right, buddy. Uh, no. It's on behalf of the blank page, the temple of the blank page. Okay, yelling is, yeah. first of all, not going to help anybody. I, I come running in at this point, and I see my friend, Butthole Farch, the cleric, and I see Alan, the wizard, and, and then I see, well, what do I, look, what do I see when I look at, at you, our third uh, person? You see a furrowed brow. Yeah, okay. You see hair all around this region. The face. The face, got it. Like, like a beard almost. Pointy ears. Oh, wow, that's... Long hair tied okay. back in the most delicate ponytail you've <laughs> ever seen. Okay. And black. Covered in black. Covered in black? Like a ninja? No, what? like a ranger. Okay, so, so I, I come running out and I see this and I say, who are you? I'm ranger. The ranger. What? Yeah, I know. That was weird for me, too, but we're, we're letting that part go. I can see you're a ranger. What's your name? Uh, I'm <laughs> Ranger, and, and I'm coming to bring Alan back to the blank page uh, temple. Okay, first of all, we really got to all stop asking the same questions. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> I know, but it's good. Okay, okay, we got this. Kay. You're a ranger. Oi. You are Alan. Yeah, Tom, I, can you remind me what I know about the blank page? Uh, so, Ogma is the goddess of the blank page. Yeah. This is the temple from which you came. Mm -hmm. You remember that at your uh, home temple, there was often groups you would see kind of moving through the uh, the woods outside that you didn't really have much contact with that you were told were the protectors of the temple. This would as seem to be one of the rangers, perhaps the ranger or a ranger, depending on how you want to say it, who was tasked with keeping the, keeping the, the temple safe. You didn't have any contact with these people because you were always sort of inside practicing, mm -hmm. uh, but you recognize him as one of their order. So you know that if he's here, it's because the temple has recognized your absence and uh, perhaps your mother has has instructed the higher-ups that uh, you're missing. And this hadn't quite occurred to you when you left, but having now melted several people to death, the idea of one of their wizards running off into the world without completing their training might be cause for concern for the Temple of the Blank Page. Gotcha. So I'm going to turn back to Ranger. I'm just going to say, listen, this is probably going to sound weird, but I'm sure we can sort this out peaceably. Can you just sit on the ground for a minute while we like have a chat over here? <laughs> while I dislike the order, <laughs> I will follow it. For now. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So I sort of like cross over to Alan. I wave Quinny over. Yeah, we have like yeah. a little huddle with Goblin Jr. you had a table. Oh, listen, don't get into I'm already <laughs> regretting the table mis mistake. Um, it's so famous for me. It's called the table mistake in my head. And I'm like, Alan, what the fuck is going on? But in the name of Moonhammer, help us out here. I don't want to murder this guy. He's got a really delicate ponytail. Do I need to, do I need to get stabby? Oh. I I don't think so. Look, guys, you know, I, st I studied in a temple. Like, you guys know I'm a half-elf, right? Yeah. I was raised amongst elves. My mom, she just wanted me to be an elf. She didn't give a shit about the human side of me. Was your mom an elf? Oh, yeah. She's an elf. I'd be fucked up if she was a human. Be like, <laughs> be an elf! You never know. There's a lot of self-hating yeah. humans out All there. Right, fair enough. So, you know, I spent a lot of time studying in the temple, just, like, learning as much as I could so that I could just go out into the world and just leave that suffocating life behind. And now this idiot's going to bring me back. No, thank you. I can hear you. Okay, just a second. I don't want to be too rude. So I take out a little tin mug that I have, and I put some water in it. And I'm like, take this to our friend. And I put the mug uh, down to Goblin Jr., who like takes it and walks it over to Ranger who's to offer just, him. Who's just working on his braid. Yeah. Great. Okay. So uh, he's braiding, and Goblin Jr. offer him some water. Goblin Jr. Talking. is a is a wolf. Uh, just just so you know, a wolf yeah. in chainmail armor, custom made for the wolf. What the fuck are you? <laughs> snarf, snarf. That's the sound he makes. I like your style. <laughs> Goblin Jr. sets down the cup of water for a friend, and then Goblin Jr. reaches into his his little pouch nice. at his belt. And he takes out like two silver pieces, and he just sets them on the ground beside it as a gift. And then the he goes back to join. Reaches us. into his belt. Yeah, he has he has like a little pouch on his side that he could reach into. With I, his head. Yeah. All right. Fine. He's got his mouth. He okay. Can, he can lick his own dick. He can get where he needs to go. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
If you're trying, how to, dare I question? <laughs> if you're trying to pay me off, it's not going to work. Goblin Junior looks back at you slowly and then just shakes his head side to side like no, and it's like snarf and yeah. just goes back to. I was the like, group. it's not going to work. Okay, and I go over and pick up the two silver pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and Goblin Junior looks at you and gives you a knowing nod. <laughs> what do we want to do? I'm like, what do what do we do? I mean. I'm not going with him. No, no, I get that. No, I, 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 I whoa, whoa. I want to be clear. Damn straight, you're not going There's with him. There's never a scenario where I was like. We're about to go into a fucking mine. We don't know, like, if this could be a straight line with a bunch of bad shit at the end of it. We need yeah. our spellcaster. Is, yeah. What is what is the Temple of the Blank Page like? Do you know anything about this ranger? Like, what's his favorite stuff? I could go ask him, but I figured let's try I, to manipulate him. I just know, I mean, I haven't had a lot of interaction with these guys. They protect the temple. So I'm going to say he's he has magic. Hey, Ranger. My guess. Hey, oi. What are you all about? Fighting, fighting, protecting, and more fighting. In that order? And some minor braid work. Got it. <laughs> well, listen then. <laughs> oh, man, that's well, a beautiful braid. Listen then, friend. And I just start strolling over because I think, I think I got this. Uh, so you like fighting, right? Oi. So uh, <clears throat> how would you feel about an evil elf trying to create a terrifying future with unlimited evil magical weapons? And we're not talking about Alan here. No, Alan's great. But we're talking about another bat, a drow, who's just like murderous, wants a cave full of weapons, and is going to destroy the world. Does this villain wish to harm Alan? It wishes to harm your temple. It's a, he's an atheist. He's just a real dick. I don't like him either. Oh! So, you know what? He's got <laughs> weapons, and the three of us were going to go in. Here's our problem. I don't know if the three of us can do it. If you take Alan, we're completely screwed, so that's sort of off the table. But if you go with us, maybe you could help us defeat this evil atheist, uh, and we could save your temple from a world of destruction. Well, I don't like the order. (laughs) Or request. (laughs) I will follow if I can bring back Alan to the temple when all is done. I would say let's negotiate that again at the end. Does that sound fair? We're not going to say no, but we're not going to say yes. Uh, Sorry, I was doing my tales here. What? (laughs) I'll just go along. Yes. Great. (laughs) All right. So we're agreed. Great attitude, buddy. My name's Quinny, by the way. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, God. Twice in a fucking row. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying, Quinny, you seem to be really making bad first impressions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to head towards the mine Well, to be fair, you did have one friend, but then he died fighting a dragon, so. Don't remind me. (laughs) And you threatened to kill me. Big ears, long <laughs> memories. If you want an idea of what we all look like, so we can roll yes. forward in this. I'm but but Hofarch. I'm about six foot four. I'm human, probably about 240, 250. Imagine the rock if he was out of shape. Uh, I'm wearing full plate mail armor, so I look like a stereotypical knight in an RPG. Uh, I'm bald. I have a huge bushy beard, uh, and I smell like farts. And my companion is uh, Goblin Junior, who's a wolf, who's also wearing a full body chainmail. Uh, and we're both covered in the symbol of Moonhammer, which is a, a butt with a warhammer coming right out of the butthole out the top, which is the symbol of my god. All right, the butt. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to take that in stride if it seems weird. And what about you? Are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a halfling. My name's Corny Brownbarrow. I'm a thief. That's about all there is to me. So human, halfling, halfling thief, and uh, half, half elf. elf. Well, I knew that, yeah. All right, so we've been scoping out the insides. Uh, Basically, what I saw at the entrance, it seems like we got a relatively big group. They've clearly been here a while. I don't expect heavy fortifications, but there might be some fortifications. If they're smart or capable, and from what we've seen of the Black Spider, Black Spider seems like the only not-idiot that we've bumped into so far. I wouldn't want to rush into any rooms down there. But they've been using goblins and hobgoblins, so they may have set off any of the traps the cave has of its own. Yeah, well, my concern is uh, if it looks like stuff was going in, but there's not much traffic anymore, maybe something's happened to the people in there. You know, you're mining and you, you, you work your way through a wall and all of a sudden you've broken into some kind of horrible monster hive. So I, I make the sign of Moonhammer, which is like a, a human butthole. Like you, you curve oh, your hands into like two okay. fingers, yeah. uh, but then you oh. leave one finger poking all the way up to be the Warhammer. Similar to like how the bloods like spell <laughs> out blood with their fingers? Yeah, only Ooh, if okay. it was spelling like do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that would, of course, be the uh, the bloods of uh, Neverwinter. Uh, you know, they hang yeah. out at, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Baldur's Gate bloods. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fam- famous band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the Crypts of Hammerfell. <laughs> Um, so he makes that symbol, le- leans down, and then just prays for a second. And he's like, 
Yeah, no, that's a bad sign. Like Moonhammer says, that could be a real problem. There could be something scary down there. Are you up for some some dangerous fighting, fighting, protecting, and braid work, Mr. Arranger? Is it Arranger or Ranger? I'm Ranger. All right, big ears. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I just I just sort of end up stepping between them and like I, I gently gesture Quinny to like lead the way. All right. I'm heading towards that mine entrance. So the entrance tunnel leads into a large cavern supported by a natural pillar of rock containing three stalagmites. In the western part of the cave, behind the column of rock, are three bedrolls and a heap of ordinary supplies. Sacks of flour, casks of salted meat, lanterns, flasks of lamp oil, pickaxes, shovels, and other gear. Amid the supplies, you see the body of a dwarf miner, dead for at least a week. The northeastern section of the cavern has collapsed, forming a 10-foot-wide, 20-foot-deep pit. A sturdy hemp rope is tied off by a nearby stalagmite and dangles down the side of the pit, at the bottom of which is a rough-hewn tunnel heading northwest and east. Is anybody going to eat this dwarf? Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Wow. This is not where I thought we were going (laughs) right out the gate. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. What kind of hard motherfuckers you got at this temple? So now we're, what, cannibals? When you live in the forest as long as I have... Protecting the Temple of the Black Page. Blank Page? That's what I said, (laughs) fucko. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as one dollar a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For five dollars, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you'd much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case me and my regulators will see you soon.
Quinny, this is why people don't like you. It's okay. It's a great question. I want to kill this one. No, we need him. But I want to. I, do you know what? And if there's one thing I know about the Temple of the Blank page that I am not guessing at, and I look at Alan and I'm like, it, I, I'm looking at Alan and I'm clearly going to make a statement, but I'm going to make it <laughs> slow so that she can try to jump in to make sure I'm right. And I'm like, you've got to think things through and not kill first. And I'm like, I just shake my head knowing Alan was no fucking help. And I'm just... <laughs> You want to roll me a charisma check there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see this is taboo, so I won't. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm not telling you what that check result was. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I circle over, and I want to check the dwarf to see if it's one of the Rock Seeker brothers. Does he have nice boots or nice gloves? You or know what? He actually does have very nice boots. Fuck. It would oh, seem that it. whoever killed the dwarf was, uh, was being fairly hasty about it. Because uh, they overlooked a fine pair of boots of striding and springing. All right, so I'm going to take off his boots, and I'm uncomfortable with this. So I, I, like, take the boots, and I'm just holding them. And then I call Goblin Jr. over, and I'm like, guys, I'm going to need a minute to make this right. And I just stand over him, and Goblin Jr. comes up next to me, and I just start farting that mournful song. I farted at every funeral. Is this what usually happens? Yes. And tears fill my eyes, and I'm like, 21 dog salute. <laughs> Goblin Jr. beside me farts out 21 gunshot like farts, where it's like, purr, purr, uh, just with, with that long dramatic pause in between each of them. And after the 21st fart, I'm like, thank you, my friend. Moonhammer will watch over you in the afterlife. And I, I turn to Quinny, and I'm like, yup. And I say, <laughs> if anyone needed, Fancy boots. Uh, do I know their boots are striding and springing? Sure. Oh, then I'm like, it's going to be useful for you because you're short and they help you jump. And I then think I just probably hand them over foot to size him. to a dwarf. So if I put these on, do I get any kind of benefits? All right. So Quinny, your boots of striding and springing mean that when you your speed becomes 30 feet, unless your walking speed is higher, and your speed is not reduced if you're encumbered or wearing heavy armor. In addition, whenever you jump, you can jump three times the normal distance. Oh, shit. Oh, that's good. Because you've been doing a lot of jumping and springing. That makes sense. I don't know what the average distance is. Is there an approximation for that? For jump distance? Well, he couldn't jump over that pit. Hey, well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I was going to say, we actually don't know if he could have jumped. I that was thrown. Was, yeah, <laughs> you were thrown? I forgot about that. Ah, the good times. When Prince Mudbutt threw Quinny over a 10-foot <laughs> pit and then fucked him up and threw him right into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I learned Featherfall. Oh, Dungeon Master. Oh, yes, sir. What, uh, what's the length of my jump with, uh, uh, with So generally, boots? it is a strength-based check. Uh, often, it will be athletics. Um, okay. But uh, given that your strength is eight, yep. if you take a good solid run, you can jump about eight feet. So with these boots, it's tripled? Yes. Uh, I'd also like you guys to know that my ability, second story work, allows me to add my dex modifier to the distance I can cover while jumping. Jesus Christ. So, so it's actually 28. I'm going to say I gave him the boots because I knew they'd help him jump better, but Butthole has no fucking clue that, that, <laughs> that it's that effective. But yeah, so you got the boots, and I'm like, yeah, so we'll return to the brother if we need to. So I was like, do you have your yeah. other boots? And then I, I'll take them and put them in my backpack because you're smaller than me, so yeah, I'll yeah. hang on to them because I can carry them easier. My little booties? Thanks. Yeah, I got your little booties. Yeah. Uh, I try to put them on my hand as like gloves, but they don't fit all the way because they're so <laughs> tiny, and then I laugh, and Goblin Jr. laughs, a dog laugh, <laughs> ranges into it. Uh, small hands. <laughs> well, he's sort of confused about how this joke works, but we're just going to let it ride. Oh, forced. So I uh, I put them in my backpack, and then I want to check the rest of the bedrolls. I want to see if there's any clues about what's going on or who this is. And then I sort of gestured to Quinny. I'm like, do you want to look? You seem to be better at finding things than me. Oh, yeah. I'm a real good rummager. Sure. So, uh, again, it looks like um, this was a pretty quick, quick and dirty murder. The items seem to be some basic basic mining implements. Nothing, uh, nothing special. Nothing there special. Or no. Okay, then no. that's fine. I'll, I'll leave that stuff. All right, so we've got two ways we can exit. There's the northeast, southwest. Yeah, actually, I'm going to grab a pickaxe, and okay. I'm going to toss it to a uh, butthole. Be like, there might be some cave-ins or something like that, or we might need to kind of create our own shortcut. You're a buff-looking dude, so here, take this. I take it, but I don't like it. Like it's not a, it's not a hammer. Like I catch it one handed, but I look at it like it smells bad. And then I sort of like just put it in my backpack, but I don't like my backpack anymore. <laughs> Great. Uh, so yes, at the um, northeastern section of the cavern has collapsed. So there's a ten foot wide, twenty foot deep pit. Uh, now you can see that the Rockseeker brothers had tied off a hempen rope uh, that leads down to the, the base of the pit. Base of the pit, you can see there are two exits, one uh, one tunnel leading northwest and one leading east. 
uh, anything across this gap? No, it's uh, across the gap is just solid wall. So oh, okay. Basically, so they had the to, yeah, they had to okay. go kind of. There was the collapsed pit. They went down, and then by digging through that, we're able to uh, access the. So I look over and say, "Hey, Ranger, do you got any like dark vision or anything? Can you see in the dark?" I can hear in the dark. Like a bat? I, I can see in the dark. Big ears? He can also see in the dark. Okay, perfect. I'm like, thanks, Alan. Uh, can all elves see in the dark? Yeah. All right, so Ranger, uh, do you want to go down first and check this out? Because then you can be, like, sneaky in the dark. You're not going to leave if I go down there first, are you? We already we brought you here. Quinny, like, Quinny, like has an internal moment. It's like, oh, fuck, that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we, we were already going... You're acting like this is an elaborate plot to put you down there when we asked you to come with us. That doesn't make any sense. Listen, I'm a cleric of Moonhammer. If you don't believe me, check this shit out. And I hold my hand up, and my hand just glows really bright for a second. Oh, this is a guy I can trust. (laughs) Oh, my God. Alan, where did they find this guy? I have no idea. Well, from home, but they're all freaking idiots. So I'm like, all right, uh, if you want to go down first. But first, let me bless you, my child, because I got a new sick spell at level four. Uh, it's called Guidance. And I, I, I raise my hand up to in front of his face, and I make the sign of Moonhammer with my hand again. Little little blood dew. Uh, and then I fart, and, and the glowing fart comes up, and it circles around his head and makes a little halo. And the power of this is for up to a minute, I can add one D4 to any result to any of his ability checks. So are you sending him down with a glowing halo now? It, it glows, and then it goes invisible, because it's, it's appropriate for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but chunk, butthole. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna safety pin myself to this uh, piece of rope with my tail. <laughs> Here goes. I need you to roll me a uh, an athletics check. Three. <laughs> Luckily, it is a skill check, so Moonhammer grants you an additional D4. So Ryan, you want to roll that? Adds an additional three, so he has six total. Yeah. So unfortunately, Ranger, um, you're used to climbing outside, but uh, climbing a rough-hewn rope uh, is a little more difficult than uh, you previously think, and you begin to fall. But because you've pinned yourself to the rope, I'm going to give you one more chance. Oh, with your hair, that's going to hurt. So roll me a d20. I knew this baby would come in handy. (laughs) Oh! What is it? I can't see. That is a one. It is a critical fail. Guys, we're definitely leaving him. Come on, he's begging to be left behind. (laughs) Ranger, uh, you're, you're... Braid is actually... Oh, no! The braid! (laughs) It's not holding! It was too beautiful for this world. And as you fall, your hair majestically comes unbraided and flutters in the wind as you fall for 20 feet and you take damage from Lindy. I have an internal struggle about this because I really don't want to expend a spell slot. And I look over at Alan and I know this is like a defining moment for her character. We are in full Hans Gruber at the end of Die Hard here. He's fallen, but so he's ever falling. so slow. Do you know what? He's misguided. He's not a bad guy. I don't think. <laughs> it go, yeah, the thing, uh, this, all the filming goes into slow motion. He's falling like arms yeah. up Hans Gruber. Oh. His braid is coming apart majestically. Oh. I, I'm turning from him to Alan, and I raise like one hand towards her, and I'm like, Alan! Quinny is slow-mo laughing his ass off. <laughs> Goblin Jr.'s like, snow. <laughs> Begrudgingly cast Featherfall. Damn. So, Ranger, suddenly uh, you you feel as though you're falling in slow motion, but everything else is moving in regular motion. And uh, you drift gently and safely to the ground. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody come down. You're welcome. Thank you. Fucking elves. I'm like, I can hey, hear that. Hey, Rick <laughs> says fucking elves. So, uh, Ranger, uh, why don't you just scope out the doors? You don't need to leave, but just watch in case anybody comes in. And then I'm like, hey, dude, Quinny, I don't want to send you down there alone, but I got to tie up the dog. <laughs> Lower your goblin junior. After what I've just seen, I'm like, I think I can take him if it comes down to it down there. All right. So, Quinny, you're, you want to go down first? Yeah, I'll climb down. All right. Athletics check, please, sir. It is 10. So uh, you start making your way down, but uh, the rock surface is slicker than you thought, yeah. and uh, you you begin to fall, sir. Carelessly laughing to myself, like, he fucking fell. What an idiot. Oh, God. So you begin to fall. Ranger, here's a question for you. Uh, you see a halfling start to fall from the sky above you, uh, laughing, going into an oh shit. Do you want to try and catch the halfling? I'll catch the little bastard. <laughs> All right. Uh, so can you please roll me a dexterity check to see if your reflexes are up to the task? 
Eight. So eight plus three for a total of 11. So you managed to catch Quinny in your arms. Like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Quinny is just the hobbit sized. Yeah. Yep. So he's like four and a half feet tall or less. So there I am. <laughs> and I like, look over to Alan. I, I, I look at you and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything first. Like, I look over to Alan and I'm like, don't tell them I said this, but that's adorable. <laughs> you, um, you happen to fall right in my arms. That's all. Yeah. And I like, I push myself off and I'm like, thanks for getting in my way and being useful about it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, who's up next? All right, I'm going to go down. <laughs> this can only end well. I, I, yeah. I immediately, having seen how Quinny did, even I'm not even going to ask Alan because she's got dignity, so I don't, I don't want to affect this, but I make the sign of Moonhammer behind her, and I make a silent <laughs> fart that makes a little glowing hail that disappears really fast, and she doesn't even see it, but I, I give cast guidance on her. So 10? Yeah, I know I what that it. result means. <laughs> Plus four from the guidance, so 14 total. Ellen, you uh, you started lowering yourself down the rope, and uh, you remember from your days of, of training at the the temple gym how much you hated climbing ropes. Oh, but for some reason, you just you feel like you're just a little bit better at it today than you normally would be. <laughs> In fact, you're successfully better at it today than you normally would be. You're pretty convinced it's all you, though. Yeah, I, you're, just, I, you're getting real good at stuff. I lean over the edge of the cliff and I go, "Good job, Alan. That was all you." Uh, and then and I'm I, just looking smug. <laughs> Goblin Jr. shoots you a look like, you yeah. did it. And I look at Goblin Jr. and I'm like, you know what's up. And Goblin Jr. like, snarf, snarf. And then I'm like, all right, buddy. And then I pull the rope up from where they are. Hey, fuck and then, you. Yeah. What's going on up there? Then I'm like, I'm leaving. Huh? And I'm like, yeah, just kidding. Uh, and then I tie the rope around Goblin Jr. And I lower him down slowly and carefully, simultaneously realizing I totally could have done this for Quinny and Alan. Yeah, sure could have. <laughs> Goblin Jr. arrives safely at the bottom with no magic needed. Then uh, I... I then like, can somebody untie the rope? <laughs> yeah, I, I untie it. All right, so I pull it back up. I, I go like, you know, three feet up the rope and tie that around my waist. Uh, and then I do like a, a sick rappel down. <laughs> All right, roll me an athletics check. <laughs> I guide myself with the blessings of Moonhammer. 19 total. It, it's so epic. You you just <laughs> like you rappel SWAT from a helicopter yep. kind of thing. Yeah, yep. medieval SWAT. <laughs> I get to the, I get to the bottom and it's so smooth that for the last ten feet I do one of those like sick like Cirque du Soleil where they go down the rope at the end and it's like flippy awesome oh, shit like spinning around. Yeah, like this, the spinning thing. And then I manage to untie my waist seamlessly and I land in like a superhero pose on one knee where I hit the ground and the ground cracks because I'm so fucking cool. And then I stand up and I'm like. All right, let's do this. Uh, I need you to roll me a... Uh, no, I said I did it. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. You do. No, you absolutely do that. That all happened. Uh, I need you to roll me a constitution save. Ten. You're very lucky. <laughs> you, uh, As you do it, you, you know, you feel the reverberation of metal against stone, and it, it, it kind of fucks your knee up a little bit, but you, you feel like you'll be all right. You'll just limp a little bit. And I, I stand up and do, like, the football thing where I, like, point to the sky where it's, like, moon hammer, and I'm like... It's all you, baby. Uh, and if then, it weren't for the general thought smell, that would be the coolest thing I ever saw. <laughs> Thanks, Ranger. I appreciate it, man. Thank Alan really got your back there. I'm glad you're okay. And you saved Quinny. See, this is what it's about. Do you know what, I, guys? This may be a little premature, but I think we're like a family. Uh, We've had our challenges. Uh, <laughs> we don't always get along, but you know what? We come through for each other. All of a sudden, there's a tremendous booming noise, and you feel the ground beneath you shake slightly. So guys, what the fuck was that? This cave does not like families. <laughs> so it's like a villain in a Fast and Furious <laughs> The cave movie. is alive. Yep, exactly. Have a quick look around with your dark vision. Can we light a torch? Is it safe to light torches down here? Uh, yeah, you don't hear anything uh, other than the giant uh, boom. All right, I, I light a torch. Okay. And then I light a second one and give it to Quinny. So if Quinny wants to go look somewhere where I'm not standing, he can still see. Uh, no. I take it back from Quinny and put it out. And I'm Thank like, you. Asshole. Yep. It was just my keys. Lost my keys. <laughs> They're on the ground. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's a good thing for the torch. Um, so yeah, you uh, you're in this little section here on the map. Uh, yep. So we're down to the, the. So we have two two ways to go. Essentially, right or left. Or uh, that is correct. Does anybody have a reason for us to go right or left, or shall I let the goddess decide? Oh God, anything but the goddess deciding. Alan, please choose. Let's go right. Okay, right it is. So I'll take the lead as we go. I got the torch, uh, and I'll have Goblin Jr. just behind me for our sweet back tackle. Yeah. Uh, and I got Ranger, my... you're next. Do you want Ranger at the back? 
Nope. Uh, you note that uh, Ranger seems to be <laughs> armed with a uh, with a very fine looking short sword and a scimitar. So I, I want take, him in sight. I take my shield and hammer out, and I'm I'm going to go front. So Quinny's at the back. Then we don't want to leave you at the back. You keep getting stabbed in the back, Alan. I'm really concerned. Listen, I know you're worried about you guys Ranger. are a light source for me now. Okay, so you're always kind of like ahead of me. I can be in the shadows and kind of make my way through stuff. Okay. I won't necessarily be able to see details, but I can see the torch that's lit ahead of me without so, being lit. Alan, so okay. I'll stay I'm at the here, very back. I'm here to protect Alan. Okay, no perfect. So you go in front of Alan. So I'm going to take the lead. All right. We're going to have Ranger second. Alan will go third. Sal's got the light, and Quinny will hide behind Alan. Yeah. Okay. Goblin Jr. is behind, like, behind and to the right of me, just off my shoulder. Like, if I said heal, heal. And, and Goblin Jr. knew what the fuck was up like he does, <laughs> then uh, we're, good to, we're good to keep going. Also, he looks real cool. Like, just the torchlight glinting off of his, like, wolf chainmail. So good. So, if this was a movie, we'd tell so many Goblin Jr. action figures. Like, every kid <laughs> would want one. And his catchphrase would be, snarf, snarf. Of course. Yeah, but he'd have, like, one of those shitty voice boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it would be distorted. Oh, and it would... oh. <laughs> The batteries are oh, your favorite lines. Oh. All right, so <laughs> Insert we're... new battery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we move into the next room. We got our lineup going. So many tunnels intersect uh, at this natural 30-foot-high cavern. The walls are carved with simple reliefs showing uh, dwarf and gnome miners hard at work. Below them, nearly two dozen skeletons and rusted scraps of armor are scattered across the cavern floor. Some are dwarf skeletons, while others are orc remains. Half a dozen large brass lanterns stand in niches on ledges around the cavern, but none are lit. Guys, I think we have to be a little bit careful because we know that there's an army of undead down here. Right, yes, they mentioned that. Can I do an arcana check just to see what's, sure what's going on? Ooh, natural 20. You get sort of a, a gut feeling that uh, there certainly is a lot of magic in the area. You don't sense anything specifically in this room, though. Okay. I have an idea. Can't wait to hear it. We don't know what's down here, but I know it could be reactive to whatever we do. <laughs> so I'm going to take my keys. <laughs> I'm going to chuck him down this hallway. If anything bad happens, we'll know. Ranger, go ahead. All right. You don't need to roll. Just tell All me you're right, doing it. here goes. Ha! Oh, man. <laughs> so the keys go uh, spinning off into the darkness, land in the center of the room, and all of a sudden you hear a, a rustle of wings, and your eyes are immediately drawn to the ceiling where you see a number of sort of leathery... Think kind of like a mix between a bat and a butterfly. So just kind of a horror. They've got like a proboscis. They're, they've got leathery Gosh. little wings. About 10 of these things. And they all of a sudden detach from the ceiling and start fluttering around the keys. Well, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and I look to Ranger and I'm like, good one, bro. Roll for initiative. I have seven. 16. Eight total. I'm sitting pretty at a total of uh, seven. The Sturges go first. A few of them sort of detach from the main group. You're telling Sturges. Me they called them Sturges and not Batterflies? <laughs> we can call them Batterflies if we want. We yes, I them. would prefer Batterflies because I think that's what the Quinny yells, Batterflies! And we're all like, that's what we're calling them now. So the Batterflies go first. Uh, <laughs> a few of them seem uh, distracted by the group that's just come in. Um, you can see their the proboscis are kind of like stiffing the air. It almost seems like they're they're seeking something out, something tasty. So Aww. they fly at you, butthole, you're up front? Yeah. All right, they are going to try and attack you first. As they fly at me, I yell, batter up! Oh, <laughs> man, it's all hitting. One of them will manage to hit you. Holy shit. This proboscis is kind of like probing around, and then it just sticks onto your forehead, and uh, you can feel it start to, uh, to suck your blood. Oh, my God, it's brain bugging you. Butthole, you are going to take five points of piercing damage, and it is attached to you. Oh, great. At the start of each turn, you will lose some health. A creature, including you, can use your action to rip it off your forehead. Next up, Alan, you've just seen a horrible batterfly attach itself to Butthole's forehead. Start sucking that sweet moonhammer blood. And I just yell at Alan behind me, no acid! <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I'm, I'm going to use? I'm going to use the one that hits. <laughs> I'm going to cast Magic Missile at level two. Which so that gives me uh, four missiles. So yes, yeah, so I can divide them. So I'm going to target one at uh, the guy attached to Butthole's head, mm-hmm. and then um, the there th- are ten of them. Flying, yeah, then right? the three nearest ones. Oh okay, God, great. Ten. The Butthole one gets four damage. Okay. Three, two, and two. The first one explodes on uh, Butthole's forehead, uh, splattering Sick. his face with his own blood. The other ones also uh, explode in a, a puff of leathery flesh and sadness. Next up, at least two uh, <laughs> the second batch of batterflies uh, begin to swarm in. Because they're flying, they're going to fly uh, up over Butthole. So two to Ranger, one to Alan, and one to Quinny. And one more at Butthole. So Butthole 
It hits. Really? My armor class is 20. This yeah, is I rolled so a 19 and you get plus five. Wow. Dang. Sucker dick. Why did I even get this armor? Because it looks so cool. I should have worn a helmet. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. So uh, five damage and it's stuck to your face. Oh, um, it bites funny. the other side, though. It sucks that your only exposed skin is your head. God damn, this is awful. Yeah, the rest of you, it's going to be like, oh, my hand is like butthole. It's <laughs> just going it for the It sucks, yeah. and the thing sucks him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize. Works on two levels. <laughs> <laughs> two against Ranger. Ranger, unfortunately, your your hair is is so majestic and uh, and tempting that the butterflies just they they can't help themselves. They just suck right onto you. Take uh, ten points of damage, please, Ooh. and you have two stuck to you. And then Alan, as you fire out uh, blasts of magic missiles, uh, one of them has to dodge around one of them, and it fails to successfully bite into. Taste what half elf tastes like, nice. Quinny. You managed to duck under the one flying at you, Ooh. largely by using the people who are being bitten as distractions. Ranger, you have two blood-sucking creatures on your face. Uh, So there are a few things you can do. Um, On your turn, you get uh, a movement, uh, you get an action, and you get a bonus action. Basically, you can attack twice. You can also use your action to just rip one of these little fuckers off. Rip him off. Great. Given that you're a two-hand weapon fighter, I'm going to say you can probably rip with both hands. So (laughs) you just grab those little fuckers. (laughs) Out of my temples. (laughs) Great. They are off your face. Butthole and Quinny, you both rolled a seven. I'm going to let you guys decide who who goes first. You want some sweet, sweet retribution? Yeah, sure. I'll jump in on that. Uh, I've got Goblin Jr. behind me. Can I have Goblin Jr. take the fucking thing off my face? Yeah, and I'm going to say Goblin Jr., by doing so, probably chomps. Anything with two hit points, I think, probably doesn't survive past a bite. I love that fucking dog so much. (laughs) Do you have two in you? I just had one, because Alan exploded one. Oh, right. And then Goblin Juniors killed the second one. So there are five left? I took the brunt. Okay, so (laughs) directly behind me is is Ranger. Ranger holding a a butterfly in each hand. (laughs) Yeah, just just jerking him towards his face. And I, I say to Ranger, I'm like, pull! And I gesture for him to throw one in the air, and I'm just going to, like, two-hand it with the Warhammer the moment he lets it go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 21 total. You you just smash that little fuck right against the wall. And it, it explodes awesomely. Oh, Sweet. naturally. Yeah, it's full of Ranger blood. All right, blood. so he's, he's dead. Quinny, you're up. All right, so this uh, butterfly took a, took a pass at me, mm-hmm. uh, and I managed, I guess, to hit the dirt or whatever. Yep. And, and so I'll get up and uh, try and loose an arrow at it. Nice. Fire my short bow at it as it comes cool. back around. So that's uh, 16 plus 6. All right, you managed to tag it. Roll your damage. Three. Great. It explodes. Sweet. I'm like, uh, listen, they're scary and they really hurt you, but it's super satisfying to kill one. I still have one more. Someone make it explode. (laughs) Which brings us to the top of the round. One of the butterflies is going to try and attack Alan again, which is battering around your head. It will fail. So how many of them are still alive? There are three left. So Ranger's got one in one hand, and there's one attacking Alan, and there's one more just sort of flitting around the uh, the ceiling. Uh, Alan. All right, and having seen Quinny fire his bow, I'm like, oh, right, I also have weapons that aren't magic that could be useful and don't expend spell slots. <laughs> so I take out my crossbow, and, and I fire at the one that's flitting around my head. Groovy, please roll me an attack. So 17 total. 17 total, you hit it. Cool, and damage. I think it's a D6, right? Or is it? A D8. Oh, for light. Light crossbow. Dang. That's Your hand crossbows. I know. I'm a little baby boy, and I can't hold uh, a light five. crossbow. Five, uh, that'll do it. You uh, you fire a bolt into it. You're you're as surprised as it is <laughs> as it gets uh, pinned to a wall, kind of like in some kind of like creepy butterfly display. But you know. <laughs> one of them uh, swoops down. It is going to attack Quinny. Ha. So it will hit you okay. and uh, begin to suck your blood. So five points of damage and one is attached to you. Ranger, can you please roll me a strength check? 16. So the uh, the one in your hand is desperately trying to break free. But unfortunately, it cannot. Your grip is too firm from all that. You know, you've done so much <laughs> hair weaving. <laughs> from all that ranger masturbation. <laughs> Paid uh, off in the end. <laughs> uh, so it struggles, but it cannot get free. Uh, which brings us to ranger. I'm going to use my hunter's mark on this thing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to end your life. Okay. <laughs> yep. Roll, 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 roll an attack. 20. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you, you look at it, you mark it, you take you say, your blood back. I'm going to end your life. And I, you just, you Ozzy Osbourne that. You just bite its <laughs> head right off. 
And then, <laughs> and then I think spit it at the uh, the other one. There you go. Now, now he knows what's coming for him. Uh, great. Um, and because you you dual wield and stuff, you can attack the other other one that's still flying around if you'd like. And I will. Fifteen. So you rip one's head off with your teeth, spit it out, pull your sword and swing mightily, and you manage to strike the other one. So roll your damage. So you deal six points of damage. It is dead. It is a very dead butterfly. You managed Was it to- good for you? <laughs> well, you should ask Quinny because you just carved it off his face ever so delicately. It's oh, like yeah, a close it was shave, on me, yeah. Which is the end of combat. <laughs> so I, I reach over to the wall and I take the one that's pinned there and I take the one out of Goblin Jr.'s mouth and I walk over to Ranger and I go, you can eat these. Ooh. And I, I give the two bodies to him. Yes. Uh, cool. What does malaria taste like? <laughs> Tastes good, dick face. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.